We are live, gentlemen. All right, guys, welcome back to Canon Eleven Live. This is your boy DJ SK. I'm sitting here with my right hand man, sitting on the left hand side. This is DJ Mo, and we're actually coming to you live from lovely Las Vegas, Nevada today. We just took a tour of the Cannabition Museum out here. How'd you like that tour, Mo? Uh, it was from beginning to end. An educational experience, a cultural experience, uh, something that uh, was definitely worth the trip, all in and all in and of itself. How about the uh, world's biggest bong, bro? Honestly, I, I didn't quite know what to expect going into it. I was kind of expecting like maybe like a big like plastic, you know, like seventies joint. That's just like, no, this is like legit like artwork. Yeah, like an actual actual piece of art. Yeah, uh, that, uh, 24, 24 feet, feet long. Can't smoke out of it yet, but they are working but you on can getting a license for it. Yeah, <laughs> and that'll, uh, I'm not going to lie, i got a set of lungs. I'm not going to be able to clear that bad boy. No way. <laughs> yeah. Uh, with us today, we have JJ uh, from, from Cannabition. What's up, How are man? you doing, JJ? Oh, great, man. Good to be here with you guys. What do you think, JJ? Do you think that you could clear that uh, that twenty four foot bong with uh, with uh, your set of pipes? Oh, damn right! <laughs> yeah, no problem. JJ's all no problem. Man. There we go. <laughs> there we go. Someone, someone is a daredevil. I love it, man. What uh, What do you think you guys are gonna put in there first? What strain? Do you have any particular types oh, that you'd man. like to see? So, if I have a favorite strain, if I was to put anything, have you guys ever heard of Flow? Yeah, I have not. Oh my god, it's like the clearest heady high best strain ever that or like a Durban poison I'm a little bit old school you know cerebral high yeah, yeah bro yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah it's like a, I'd say that definitely nowadays overall the most prevalent would be you know Indica is probably the most popular but with the new rec crowd sativas are starting to really pick up a market again yeah, because you smoke pot all day and these yep. guys need that high energy yeah. I got a little ADD so you know I think that actually that high THC kind of head that is a little bit clearer helps me out a little bit more than yeah, it just kind of gets you centered. I'm the bro. exact same way. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, would you call it then like a, a either a sativa dominant hybrid or just like a pure sativa? What's flow? Flow is a pretty heavy sativa. Pretty just it's pure real, heavy yeah, sativa. It is heavy sativa. Gotcha. When you actually look at the plant, you got the real thin leaves. Uh, it's a little harder to grow. So, like a lot of times now, you're going to see a cross of it because you know, sativas in general. Uh, are lower yielding plants. Oh yeah. And so, uh, you know, a lot of these hybrids now were created so they could get larger yields. So if you can find real pure dominant sativa type of uh, strains, it's it's pretty incredible. And that's gonna be a lot more in the private market than I would say in the commercial market. Yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah. You know, I'm really glad that you mentioned that about how hybrids are really, you know, the there's a, a real um, economics reason for why you would want to grow primarily hybrids like Absolutely. you're saying you get that much larger yield um you know i don't know if you guys see narcos mexico on netflix yet oh, yeah. the, the new yeah, yeah the, the new, new one, one. Yeah, yeah i mean it's funny because like if you think about it that weed that they grew out in the desert that the female only plant right which as we all know like you can only really smoke the females the males fuck yeah. you up um you know that was kind of you know i don't it obviously like wasn't like the first hybrid there we've been mixing botanical plants since honestly like the beginning of time but that was like maybe like the first like commercial hybrid would you say right i mean yeah I and mean, the ability to grow outdoors that they like went and found like some area that you couldn't get uh it was not germinated but uh pollinated yeah. basically from mm -hmm. the male plants i mean 
Genius. out in the middle of the desert. Genius. And then it started in Mexico, right? Of all mm -hmm. things. It's like, that's where we got all of our dirty swag that had tons of seeds in it forever. Yeah, you know, it's like people always make those jokes about, oh, dirty Mexican weed. But honestly, like some of the premier strains came from Mexico and people like don't really accept Don't forget that Columbia Gold. That. And it's, yeah. Well, yeah, Acapulco Gold when it was done the right way, you know, not that... Do you guys remember, off, I mean, but. back in the day, and it's like, have you guys, like traditional blueberry. Like, does, is there a, For sure. AK-47? Now, now with blueberries, that? you all see like a blueberry cheese or a cross between something else. It's not like that straight blueberry. A dream, like a that blueberry yum yum, like when it first came out in like early 2000s, cough, I'd say, bro. You, you guys have cough. Yeah, like, cough is a like a good strawberry race. cough, yeah. bro. It's hard to find a good strawberry. You see them a lot in vaporizers and stuff like that. It's a real popular strain and term. I'm actually not going to lie to you guys. I, I, my, and this is probably purely psychological. I don't think it actually has anything do with like the actual plant or effects but i just feel like if it's named after like something fruity it's just it just quite doesn't have like the backbone and i know that's mm. totally and i know it's a hundred percent psychological <laughs> you know what i'm saying like oh, i know sure. it's a hundred percent psychological but like you know mind over matter right like well, you know, dude you're not, you're not far off base though when you're when you're saying that though because i mean like purple punch bro it's becoming so popular but is it the most stony herb oh absolutely not it's tasty as hell it looks great you know by the eye test but it's definitely not one of the heavier indicas you know the indica dominant strain but it's not one of the heavier ones on the market at all but it's just that designer aspect to it, mm -hmm. that aesthetics to it, you know, the, the way it looks to the human eyes. But it's like, oh, that's so beautiful. It's gotta be, you know, no, it's not the best. The, to me, the best, if you like that body high, is still a real heavy OG, you know, grown the right way is to me the best body high in terms of inflammation relief and everything like that. But, um, you know, Purple Punch, it's just, it's beautiful. It really is. And I, I enjoy smoking it, but I'm not a big, oh, let's go, you know, because it's not, to me, the best medicine, per se. Yeah. Tastes great, but, um, but man, it's so popular now. I mean, <laughs> you see it everywhere, and you see people naming shit Purple Punch. That's not even close to it's, it. That's, yeah, that's a, that's a yeah problem, just, right? just because, you know, that's what's going to sell, man. And it's like, um, we were walking on the strip last night, and there's so many of these little kiosks, and... ABC store selling CBD that's not even real CBD. You know, God only knows what's in it. They, yeah. they just slap a label on it, bro. Yeah. And, um, you know, we see tour we saw some tourists that are buying some last night. And it's like, I almost <laughs> want to grab them. Like, I don't want to cost another company their bit of it and be like, don't do it. Like, you're going to have a bad experience. It's not even real cannabis, you know? So, <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, what I think is really important too is i mean we, we all like to smoke we all like to get high but i do think that understanding the medicinal effects of each individual strain what they bring to the table and and how you can use them most effectively mm. is really what's going to transform this industry and things like you know those shops that sell fake cbd and not fake cbd oh, but you know industry, just yeah it's yeah, a competition and capitalism will naturally breed weed them out mm -hmm. i i would I would say that I feel like most most cannabis consumers, regular consumers, know to go to a, a place in which they're going to get uh, more of like a pharmacist's take on uh, on how to on how to smoke, yeah. on, how, on on how to consume. Um, you know, it's it's interesting if the consumers actually took control of the, of, of uh, looking at what's in their in their products. Uh, there's a number of laboratories out there that will accept uh, 
basically uh, consumers bringing in their products to test it. Yeah. CBD especially has been like, it's like black magic in a lot of ways. And the, a lot of these major companies are screwing the customer. Uh, I would highly recommend that, that consumers get out there, take action, and go take some of these products to, uh, to these labs. Uh, and I'm not going to say, I'm going to say one major name, and I'm not saying if it is or if it isn't. I'm just saying have it tested. Yeah. See what's in there. See if it actually reaches what it's supposed to as far as uh, CBD milligrams and, and what's inside. But go take Charlotte's Web and actually have that tested. Yeah. And see what you find out. Well, yeah, because there's it, it, that name, like you said, became so popular. So there's companies that are not going to, and even the product itself. Oh, well, like Rick Simpson oil when it first came out, was it the cleanest? No, but it was getting the job done for chemotherapy. Yeah, that was a process know. for it. Yeah, yeah. So now, but now you can get more refined, full spectrum oil, which is what you know we were looking for for the medicinal benefits from it. And and now you can find that. But before. We had it, and it's kind of along those same lines, but it's even worse in terms of the CBD market because, like you said, dude, there's it's, stuff that's it's not crazy, even. Man. If they were to test it, God knows what's in it, bro. Probably not even any cannabis. And these guys you know, are, getting, like, are, are getting rich <laughs> like nobody's business. Oh, yeah. uh, they all know that there's about 18 months left of uh, of that because while the farm bill did pass in January and everyone's really excited about it, mm -hmm. it's going to completely change the industry. When you actually introduce uh, regulations and what they're going to have to do within, like, the laboratories All and the upgrades, to, yeah. uh, it, it makes the process a lot more expensive. Mm -hmm. And But it's also going to put a lot more controls on it so that now uh, the products that you see on the shelves are actually going to have what, what's it, what they say are in those products. In yeah. some respects, it's your tax dollars at work making sure that there is some regulation within the industry to, to, nor to normalize it. That is normalizing it. And that, that definitely puts some controls on it, and it, it changes the game. So a lot of people don't want to see that happen. Uh, and it's understandable because a lot of them are making a lot of money uh, selling uh, witches brew. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, and there's, um, unfortunately, there's even, you know, there are some high-profile celebrities out there, too, just putting their names on crap products. You know, it's... Uh, unfortunate but it, you know teach everybody's trying to make that buck and get it while it's hot it like anything else and it's a uh, for me as a you know I've been an advocate of medicinal marijuana the right way for years now and um, it's disheartening to see a lot of these companies go about their business that way just to make that it is. That, that little profit but you know at the end of the day eventually we'll flip side we'll, of it, we'll, we'll, we'll write here. it bro. I mean we yeah, have exactly. there's, there's medicinal there's recreational they're now breaking down cannabinoids and yeah. extracting and creating and all and they're getting you know CBG so and CBN's becoming more popular great, now and bro, the more education we have about how cannabinoids how CBD and THC interact with our bodies just ultimately the, the easier it's going to be to roll out legislation in all 50 states mm. and eventually hopefully on a federal level to finally just get rid of this ridiculous and frankly racist ban on cannabis that, um, you know, it's actually one thing that I really wish that, that your timeline had touched on a little bit. I get that you can't put everything in there. You're trying to throw in 3,000, what, 5,000 years of cannabis history. In, uh, in, in what, 80 feet? <laughs> yeah, kind of. And I'll, we'll, we'll get into that in a second. But, yes, what, what was your thought on that? It's, it's just, um, you know, I, uh, I really view uh, the education of, you know, how we, can, how we can better our bodies, better our minds, better our spirits through this beautiful plant, through this great medicine. 
um, you know, we're going to be able to really roll out legalization. And, and finally, you know, we're going to maybe actually have like a more, I think it's almost like the first step to like equalizing society in a big, in a big way, because mm -hmm. so many of the drug laws have been used to really just keep down people within low socioeconomic means and people who frankly are getting busted with crap like a dime bag and just are what just the the victim of circumstance half the time not even doing something necessarily wrong and having their lives ruined over taking medicine i get it um you know the the person the, the what we've done at cannabis is a little bit different than that piece because that piece is uh it's a, it is critical to the history of cannabis of our society uh, and it has a very, very important piece to where we're going as an industry. The one thing that we wanted to present with Cannabition was the mainstreaming. It's like, it's when we when that conversation starting to come to uh, be a really a, actually a part of history versus what we're facing today. Um, what is the future? And the future is really the mainstreaming, is the socialization of cannabis, and it's the positive side. So we yeah. really wanted to keep the positive energy of why we're doing this and what it looks like in the model of, of what cannabis is all about. Mm -hmm. So we didn't get into those aspects as much because that is, uh, there's a lot of information and there's a lot of conversation and there's a lot of great activists out there that are taking that position. But I don't feel like there's a lot of people out there really thinking about, cool, what is it like to, to be able to hang out with your friends in a cool social environment, smoke some weed together legally? Mm -hmm. Who's actually taken that initiative to open up a location to actually, what, is that, what does that look like? And, and so a lot of people right now that are thinking about social consumption lounges, they think about people sitting in a, in a bar sitting around smoking some hookah it's smoky it's cloudy it's kind of dirty it's hippie kind of feeling um to some degree right go up to san francisco look at those lounges that are up there they're i mean they're it's great some of them look like apple stores and some of them look like dungeons it's just yeah. you know it's kind every of business it is. is its own thing yeah, yeah. it's its own thing which looks like the california market now you know yeah for yeah. sure and so uh, you know i feel like uh what we're trying to do here is that cannabis and consumption go along well with experience and so a lot of people think about oh you just stay at home and get stoned and you don't want to do anything i know lots of stoners that love to do lots of things from athletics to, oh yeah you know they they can go out and party all night if they want to they uh there's lots of fun things that you can do on mm -hmm. cannabis and so uh from a social environment where if we don't have alcohol included what does that experience look like and so this new kind of a world, a world of immersiveness of, of these attractions that are now really popular in California. You got Museum of Ice Cream, Color Factory, Meow Wolf, um, all these like interactive kind of art exhibits. Mm. Immersive Those experiences. Those are really fun to do stoned. Totally. So why don't we create, and so, you know, Cannabition's all about kind of creating sort of an environment for stoners that's immersive, that's uh, very art driven. So working with local community and artists to like really help continue to enhance the space that we have here and that we want to you know we want to really develop these models throughout the country yeah and honestly just as it was before you know we we weren't able to consume cannabis yet on our tour today but i had a blast without consuming cannabis so i could only imagine once you guys add that in i mean we can see you know before. the pleasure of being able well yeah, yeah. 
<laughs> Clearly, we had a little bit of edible, you know, all that good stuff, but we didn't consume on the premises. We're not we're crazy. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, you know, given the, the time when you can spark up a joint or have your, you know, whatever you prefer, your vape or, you know, eat yeah. a few gummies while you're in life, it's going to be even better, it's man. It's so cool, dude. And we had these, that bong. Yeah, oh. the bong. So, so we had, like, in the first room, the 420 room, you know that cool, like, oval chair? Mm -hmm. So what we want to yeah, do yeah. is we want to add, like, you know, like a visor thing that like comes down, like a little veil, yeah, yeah, like yeah. a little veil. So you want to be able to sit in a chair and you have like a visor that comes down and basically like a sleep pod. Yeah, a little sleep pod. You can smoke in there and basically clam bake your own, clam bake your own little, uh, own little room. A little hot box, bro. Yeah, just to give everyone a, a visual. So I want you to imagine like like it's a dark room. It, the, the imagery is beautiful too it's like it, everything's supposed to like represent like roots they're like fiber optics they change colors when you touch them but then what he's what JJ is talking about is like it almost looks like like an oyster like a clamshell it's not it's it represents the cannabis seed and the inside of the seed but like it's like a love bed inside and what he's talking about is being able to to close that top portion yeah close yourself inside and and hot yeah. box it i want to take the bed <laughs> and actually put like a vibe like vibration into the bed so have you ever laid on like oh, one of those massage yeah. beds before they like vibrate? in like old motels <laughs> and we like combine it with like music and so you could be in this little clam bake yeah. like seed bed with a vibrating smoking pot like that is immersive mm. interactive stone there's like, some visuals on. up there yeah, just man. lights frankly i mean there's just endless amounts of uh, cool things that you can do in the world of like of where multimedia is going and like the augmented realities and, and uh, just all this cool like fabrication that's being created in these new kind of uh, attractions throughout the world uh, are going to do really well with the cannabis uh, side of social like social cannabis yeah and I mean what better place to kick it off than Vegas I mean it's adult Disneyland as it is so add bit of cannabis adventures to it and I, it's just gonna get so much more exciting uh, I lived out here for a few years and I moved back right before it became recreational so this is actually my first time coming back to the city since all I used to go to essence as a medicinal patient when I lived out here um, but I haven't gone to we're gonna take a tour of a few of the shops and just see the changes after this but I heard that is it um, Sector 13 or Planet, something? Planet, Planet 13? 13? Yeah, that's... Okay, yeah, I heard that's great. pretty cool, but it's, like, overpriced, you know, just super They pricing. are. I mean, yeah. these guys put $7.9 million into one dispensary. Yeah. <laughs> and, they, I mean, they, they're creating experience. But you know what it did? Everyone's like, oh, that is, like, over the top and crazy and all this what stuff. What does but, it have? Sell it to me. Uh, <laughs> so they really... So where this is a very physical experience and, and very kind of touchy and all that stuff, they, they really use, like, that the future of sort of uh, a multimedia is the best way I could put it so the floors like you walk on the floors and the floors like uh, like move with your feet kind of like the, the lighting on the floors uh, you look up and you've got 3d projection mapping going on and so you it, so they're creating sort of an immersion uh, within the environment of, of just buying pot so you come in there and it's like a high-end kind of futuristic art gallery combined with a dispensary yeah, it's pretty cool. Uh, um, it's cool. And then they have a – and so the thing is they bought a 150,000-square-foot building. Uh, I think the dispensary, I don't know, I want to call it 10,000 square feet of space. So they have this massive other amount of space in there that they want to, I guess, turn into a nightclub, you know, a music venue. Uh, so there's this whole future aspect of really where is social cannabis going. 
Yeah. Uh, I, I like to call it Cannabis 3.0. Like, right now, we're in Cannabis 2.0. Yeah, they're still figuring it out. Everybody's tiptoeing around the edges. Like you said, everybody kind of, nobody's really opened up a, a lounge per se yet in Southern California or Nevada. Like, there might be a couple of legal ones, but nothing. Yeah, like little things. Yet, nothing so. that are really at that point of, of a threshold of making the kind of money that real investment and things will come into. Mm -hmm. But that side's going to come. I mean, if you look in the liquor industry, uh, you look at nightclubs, you know, look at the Hakkasan group. They're one of the world's largest like nightclub restaurant groups. Yep. And, and they create experience for guests. They use alcohol as sort of the draw in. Yep. They have entertainment, they have brands. So think about the alcohol brands like Grey Goose. Grey Goose became popular because they created bottle service in nightclubs and people every began club. to experience it. So it, it made them a premium type of brand that then became something that people bought at liquor stores. Mm -hmm. Who's to say and why wouldn't you say that the same thing is going to happen in marijuana as now supply, because at early times supply and demand was the issue. There was not enough supply, so the demand was high, so there was no need to create brands because they could just sell product for as much as they want. Places like Colorado, I think to a degree even now California, there's so much supply out there in so many different companies that now the brands themselves actually are creating, are becoming more valuable. How do you build a brand? Through experience. You can advertise the shit out of it, but unless people have a relationship with it through an experience, through their friend, they'll never really have that same sort of uh, connection to it. Yeah. So that's where I see the future of this yeah. space going is really creating experiences for consumers that these brands can engage with in a social environment. It's yeah. funny that you talked about experiences because, mm -hmm. well, two things. One, you guys definitely push the creative envelope when it comes to experiencing, like, sensory experiences here. I mean, mostly touch and sight, right? Uh, but, I mean, like, for instance, like, the, like, just like the way, like, the clouds feel, in the in the w vapes uh sativa simulation what yeah. do you call that simulation room that's the, i mean that is experience the, that, that's experience sativa heady high room right it's all about floating in the clouds sativa is a very heady high kind of kind feeling of up, yeah. high energy happy uh, is kind of the idea versus the opposite side which is our buddha room and we've got this giant Buddha you can sit in his lap, kind of <laughs> yeah, representing sort of that rub his belly. couch yeah. lock. Yeah. Uh, I just let him, you know, pet my hair, stroke, right? stroke me as I fell asleep in his in his lap. <laughs> and you're, as you're as you're in those rooms and you're, you're experiencing it physically, you're looking back at W Vapes and you're now learning about sativa. You're learning about the strains. Mm -hmm. You're creating yourself an immersive, interactive environment about. A brand well I think the um, you know with the uh, cannabis become more and more prevalent the most often missed thing is you know everybody's so familiar with indica and sativa the terpene profiles you know so often miss what those are gonna do for you and, and what uh, qualities they have within the plant and in every day cultivate you know lemons and all, all the different yeah, the uh, lemony, forms that you can find it yeah that's a big part of the and that was well. the biggest thing that the biggest um, I guess you could say where the recreational crowd, when I used to manage a Prop 64 store, they would come in and they, you know, you'd start talking about terpenes and they'd be like, what are you? I yeah, thought it which, was just indica yeah. or sativa, and man. And it's like, how much THC is in there. And then, and then yes. they came back to like, okay, very amateur how, how, much, yeah. how much CBDs in there? And they thought the effect was that. Yeah, because they hear CBDs and everything else. So they're no, like, well, they CBD don't understand why is there like a 0.7%? Well, because CBDs more prevalent and just for you know so I mean if you're growing flour to smoke it usually doesn't have much if any CBD in it 
Um, it's more so breaking off other parts of the plant and hemp itself, you know. Yeah. So, the, and I was going to say something on the terpene uh, side. If this is completely legit, I mean, I we've heard a lot of different things. It seems like the the uh, the lab information is there, but they're saying that terpene profile. So, like, there's six main terpenes that I guess are pretty much within all different types of cannabis strains. Right. Laminate, marginal, and that, yeah, that that prof that profile has a has has all the uh, properties of creating the effect that a lot more yeah, the entourage effect. Yeah, yeah, yeah totally. exactly. The entourage the, effect the yeah. actually binds the receptor, mm -hmm. which is just crazy, right? I mean, yeah, it's and like, it's like um, you know, as I go on educating myself with more and more cannabis, and I, I've you know been before it was legal. I, I sold pot. I mean, I'm not afraid to say it now that it's and I never was. Because I always saw it as medicinal, and I always saw it as <laughs> helping people out. So I never, you know, detray. I'm like, oh, you bad human being. No, I actually thought I was a great person the whole time. So, but now that I can openly say it and be like, yeah, you know, I used to sell weed, and uh, you know, given the right opportunity, I'd love to do so again with my own cultivation. But uh, a lot of people just look at the negative qualities for it and don't want to get into how beneficial it is for society as a whole and children with autism. Um, just across the board and educating ourselves with how we can help family members, you know. Seizures, uh, cancer, depression, PTSD. Uh, had a really good friend of mine that I used to work with in Boston call me because her dad's going through chemotherapy and is in a lot of pain. Yeah. Her, um, her mom, you know, is opposed to marijuana and is like, she's not listening to me. Would you call her and talk to her because she knows you're in the industry and you've done it the right way for a while now? Like, just convince her, please. And I'm like, yeah, yeah no problem. What time do you want me to call moms? You know, so it's yeah. like, it makes me feel so much better being able to say that I'm doing it 100% the right way now that all these laws, I mean, yeah, the tax systems are a little irritating to some people, but listen, guys, I mean, we're going to have to have regulation like anything else. So, I Absolutely. Mean, well, you know, speaking of, that was kind of the second part that I was going to get to with experiences, you know, speaking of like getting new recreational users or new medicinal users on board, people like your friend's mom, like my parents, like, I mean, even just um, people who like kind of are maybe have tried it before but have been so far gone from it you know have it sparked a joint since like the 80s or something coming back to it mm -hmm. I really do think that a big part of experience think about the first time you ever opened up like your Ma your Apple like MacBook right like it's an experience sometimes like open something there's something about the packaging yeah, you know, learn yep. it. You there, know, like anything else. There's something about like the packs, man. Like the packaging on the packs three. Like just it like makes you want to learn how to use it perfectly and like constantly use it. And like same with the era, they just do a great job with how they package it and how they. And one company that does a great job. I love Lowell Smokes. I just love the whole idea about it. It's like eventually you don't be even, sponsored by them. I could see it now. <laughs> you don't even need a lighter. Like we have you covered with Strike Anywhere matches. Yeah, it looks cool. beautiful. Beautiful packaging. I mean, and the packaging yeah. literally looks like something that my dad used to get a duty free for my grandpa. So like, yeah. why why wouldn't you be able to? Uh, that really lowers that barrier to entry psychologically. For sure. And it and it really brings brand loyalty. Yep. You know, the same way that Ford and Gillette have brand loyalty. That's where it's at, man. And it's now, it's like, that's happening now. Yeah. Like, that wasn't even five years ago. Yeah. Even two, you know, two years ago, I would have said. It's just. Like, it's not just, now, but just yeah. now. Now, yeah. that's the thing. It's like, all of a sudden, wow. And, and also, you know what that comes with? It, and the reason these people are focused on it is because now you have all these publicly traded cannabis mm -hmm. companies. Canopy yeah, in particular. It's all about mm -hmm. stock promotion, building your brand value so that you get, what, bought out. 
that once you're bought out, that you're and also to pay back popular. VCs. You pay back your VCs. You got and your angel funders. Uh, yeah. It's and so it's we're, we are on a new cusp, a new uh, evolution. I, I'm calling it cannabis 3.0. I like and, that. Uh, we're we're going to run with that if that's okay, JJ. Yeah, please. Cannabis 3.0. Uh, share with it. And it. It's building brands. It's building consumer experiences. It's socializing cannabis in the mainstream. I was um, I was a little bit confused when I was looking at weed maps today, uh, this morning, you know, just checking out dispensaries and what products they sell. Because when I moved before it was recreation, uh, recreational across the board, I thought that all flour had to be grown in-state mm -hmm. and all products had to come from in-state. But I noticed, like, Brass Knuckles and Rove and uh, vaporizers that are prevalent in California started to make their way out here. Um, is that just for edibles and vapes, or is it for, is flour now allowed to be from California too? So or? none of it's from California. So here's okay. here's the deal. Is so these again? So these are all brands, right? Right, right. Uh, like they're so just prevalent out surprise. there. So they're yeah. So in other industries, you can have a supplier that would be in a market and will distribute across the country. Mm. Uh, in the cannabis industry, we still cannot cross borders. Right. So what they do is they license their brand in each market. Okay. Do you pay taxes twice on that uh, in your state and the market you're selling in? Not through a marijuana tax, maybe through a personal income side, but no, okay. you wouldn't be double but taxed from a marijuana side of things. Cool. Uh, so you're going to license your brand. And so like the Dixie Elixirs, if you guys are familiar yeah. with Dixie, oh, yeah. they're, obviously they were one of the first big brands, came out of Colorado. They have a, very, they have a process. So they have the equipment, they have the brand, they have the uh, the the ingredients, like the profiles of the ingredients, and then they will find partners within each market that have gone through the process of getting licensed and have right. the, the manufacturing locations that will then license their product and and then do it within their market. Oh, so essentially so like still so Yeah, yeah, like Brass Knuckles, they, they have a, a California licensee and a, and a Vegas licensee. Okay. Now, the, the owners of that potentially could own both, but they have to run them as two separate, completely separate businesses. That makes a lot more sense now because I did notice, uh, I don't know if you know, but Ben Baller, real popular in hip-hop, he's taken um, some investments in the cannabis industry. He caught a lot of heat for, quote-unquote, dirty VVS pens, his company. So now he restructured everything. Everything according to him is testing clean and pure now, and he's looking at expanding to other states. And I was looking at his Instagram feed, and he was like, you know, somebody asked him, why don't you expand again? He's like, well, there's nobody in Canada that I trust to carry on the product the right way. It's, 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 so, it's a different, and it's, so you think about a licensing and a franchise model. A licensing mm -hmm. will just sometimes be a name and they'll have to follow guidelines. A franchise model with anything is you have to do things in a very specific way. And the cannabis industry sometimes can be hard to put those controls on because it's the Wild West still. Yeah, Wild West, where what products being grown, how it's uh, you know, being extracted, uh, all those kind of things uh, have an impact. And there hasn't been processes are there, but it's still early. Yeah. Well, I don't know if you guys out in Nevada have a lot of like um, the, if the black market's hurting you at all, but in California, it's absolutely killing the Prop 64 stores because there's um, essentially churches, like little trap houses open, where it's they're selling yeah, no, marijuana as a sacrament. They're not so regulating Yeah, there. yeah, there's I mean, not regulating. Some of it's crap product, too, oh, man. It's, it's like, it's oh, shit, shit dude. It's a different world yeah. in California <laughs> than Vegas. I mean, Vegas, everyone comes here and, like, this is the fun. You get 
you know, messed up here, you party your ass off, and they think it's the most freest place in the world. Mm -hmm. Coming in for the weekend, totally got that perception. If you're running a business in Las Vegas, you realize this is that there's the actually... most regulated market in the entire yep. country. Because people come here to lose their to shit. Lose their shit. So <laughs> yeah. if you're going to operate a business where people are coming to lose their shit, uh, they have figured out how to regulate it. Plus, you got to remember, this is a mob town. This is a casino yeah. town. This is run by 500 families. Well, so and the Mormons. controls there. And don't, the Mormons. Yeah, don't forget. So the, the mob funded it. The Mormons built it. They think about every single level to any you know little vendor guy that's sitting on the street. To everything is regulated. Like, oh, yeah. Licensed to the gills. So here, it's not an issue as far as any black market being sold in a way that anybody knows about it versus in California, you're not yeah. selling marijuana in Las Vegas in a, Without a mindset of a of that. Yeah. There, yeah you're there, immediately getting shut there down. There were sixty four dispensary licenses. I think there's fifty two or something that are actually operating. Uh huh. Uh, there's a certain amount of grows. Those are the people who are selling legal marijuana. If you're selling illegal marijuana, you are a guy in the corner, just like an old school selling. Yeah, you selling don't have a dope. shop. There's like, no. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I did notice. You know, when I pulled up Weed Maps, there's all everything is a licensed shop. Everything is you know. According, yeah. I'm which looking at the menu. Should it's be. definitely pricey. You know? so it which like it, sh it absolutely we, should be. I mean, yeah. California we should have a black market. Mm -hmm. Quite way. frankly, the black market. Once we get rid of the black market for for cannabis. We can almost effectively completely end the war on drugs just because now we can point out and say, look, see, clearly, <laughs> clearly that was not the issue. You know, I mean, you guys live in California. I, how is it that these these illegal businesses Dude, there's operate? Just too many of them, bro. That's yeah. the thing is, like, I think that there's, uh, you know, they'll they'll shut them down. They'll reopen. They'll waste so much resources shutting them down and then they just reopen. And it's just not worth it. There's not enough that, you know? regulators to even control nope. anybody. And then yeah, they no. shut them down. These people don't go to jail. They don't get fined. Like, what happens? They or get the, a slap no, on they, the they wrist if anything. The they, they get the fine, you know, yeah. the owner, but, you know, all the workers, they just get let off. Nothing really happened. Nothing really comes Which, I mean, they it. shouldn't um, be punished, the workers. It's bad enough that they're going to be out of a job for a minute or two, but yeah. Yeah, uh, yes and no. I mean, you kind of know what you're getting yourself into. I mean, now are these guys getting paid under the table? Are they More than like, oh, under the right. table, yeah. straight cash, man. Tax evasion. And there's like no, um, you know, they're not even making a lot of times these kids, at, yeah. Yeah, a lot of them at 18 not year old even making girls, not even wage. 21, and not even making ends meet. Uh, well, ends meet is different from minimum wage, but in well, a lot of cases, yeah, not even. Yeah, working 14 hour wage. shifts, getting paid $10 an hour, you know, with no overtime. So, I mean, in any wow. other state, that'd be extremely illegal. But, but you get to keep your tips, but no of. one has tips anymore because everyone pays with card. Yeah. I feel like an ass now. Every time I go into a shop, I pay with my card because it's super simple. It's easy and yeah. it's itemized, and I know it's it, easy. Keep track and of now it. They have machines and, at a but lot the of problem them, yeah. is, right? Like I was so used to, you know, you, you pay and then you tip your bud tender. Well, now I don't carry cash to do so. So now I can like feel, I can feel like the judgment. Uh -huh. on their eyes like you asshole you just bought like $200 worth of product and I like talked to you for 10 minutes you're not even gonna like tip me and it's like I don't carry paper like that is so the thing is in Colorado that's not a thing like there's a there's a little tipping it is not it's not considered to be customary. It's not a standard. Maybe I'm either. just guilty all the time. Uh, maybe. 
<laughs> you know what it is? I, I think that, that because at one point in my life, I mean, like so many others, I worked for tips. So, yeah, like, wait, you know, on you that pole, industry. baby. Yeah. So. yeah, it's so hard, dude. I, I mean, I've been out of the quote-unquote service. You know, I was a bartender for years, restaurant manager for years, and I've been out Oh, my of God. Room, we go to breakfast so hard not to with just... this guy. Every single person in the restaurant needs to come up to him. Hey, Sam, how's it going, boss? You got your, is your yeah. eggs right? Well, it's you just, need more coffee, it's family, but... man. It's like, um, you know, if the service industry... Paid a little more. I probably would have stayed in it and whatever, dude. I love taking care of people, making sure they're happy. And yeah. spent years at House of Blues, dude. I worked four different states and different venues, and um, oh, a lot of love there. A lot of love. And um, now I'm, ha- you know, everybody there is like, "What are you up to now?" You know, well, I'm even happier because I'm selling something that I enjoy selling, talking about something that I enjoy talking about, and I'm not having to. Not necessarily force feed it, but I can make people happy in the way that I want to make them happy. So it's like, don't get me wrong, I can serve a table and bartend like no other, but yeah. you know, this is my passion and this is like it's great, man. There's you, you got to move move forward in life and yeah, uh, if you're not growing, things, you're yeah. I mean, what what are you doing, bro? <laughs> yes. Yep. Um, how'd you originally get started in the cannabis industry, JJ? What brought you aboard? What I yeah. guess inspired you, man? It's uh. I mean, fortunately, I was born and raised in Colorado. Oh, and, winning. Uh, so yeah, I, yeah, winning right yeah. there. Okay, that's in the story. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that, that, that's how it goes. Is that, is that your I house know. with the flag outside on the on the mural? Yeah, yeah. Okay. So um, that awesome looking cabin. It's crazy, dude. I I was a nightclub promoter for 20 years. Uh, nice. Still do some big event stuff out there. It was it's a passion. Loved it, but you know, it's 27, 28 years old. Like it's starting to look at what's going on in life. At that Same, point, that's where I was. Yeah. It was, so it's kind of a, it was the right time, and at that point, that was 2008, and Obama goes into office. A good friend of mine knows everything about weed, everything oh, about shit. medical marijuana. He's like, dude, like they're, the federal level is not going to mess with Colorado anymore. Like you should get in the game. And me and a buddy literally started with uh, five thousand dollars each. We found a little medical uh, like uh, a place that does do massages, and they had like other little kind of things in there. Mm-hmm. And we had the size of a closet that we opened up our first dispensary with ten thousand nice. dollars. We were the seventh dispensary open in Colorado. It was before any rules or regulations, and that was the start. And we, I mean, I, I did the first marijuana conventions in two thousand ten. We took over the convention center. It was called KushCon. They were, I mean, Dude, we did so 50,000 people between two shows. It was incredible. Yeah, and, like, how far those conventions and those oh, events yeah. have come, bro. Because, you went, like you said, you went to one of the very first, like, found, and now they're all over the people place in different cities. People were freaking cities out back then about what we were doing. Yeah. Yeah. Now it's just normal. Now yeah, it's still like, freaking out about Now it's like, where's my yeah. free shit? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Now it's so... Are you going to, I think in a couple weeks out here, is another one of those high-end, like, glass shows. Do you ever go to those? Do you get into the high-end glass? I, I see personally me as long as I've smoked I've never really gotten into it until I, I met one of my it. old buddies like I enjoy the art aspect yeah. but I mean let's be honest dude I'm no baller I'm not buying these $8,000 dab rigs oh now they're like 25 that. 30 grand oh, you know? oh yeah oh yeah <laughs> yeah grand, now, I'm, now I'm really yeah. buying yeah. but like <laughs> but like if you if you break it it's still broken right like it doesn't have like a warranty when it's 25 nah, grand like man. Okay, I have literally broken every single piece of glassware I have ever owned. See, I just created a rule for myself. <laughs> I'm not spending more than 20 bucks on glass anymore. I can't. It's going to break. It'll break. I, mean, I promise our, it'll our break. Our bong there is, it is for sale. It is $125,000. It will break within a month if it's in my possession. <laughs> I promise. And you want to know something? It'll be 110% my fault. That's always how it works. <laughs> 
I remember probably the most tragic piece ever broken. I still remember to this day back in college, we were sitting there and like one, me and one of my college buddies were sitting there wrestling, dude. We had a four footer and we just sitting there and boom. A we four footer? Clink. We both look like, oh, no. there it went, bro. Yeah. <laughs> oh, good times. But uh, yeah, it's a, this industry's been, it's a trip, dude. I mean, yeah, crazy. this is really, this is the 10th year of, of legal cannabis. You know, mm-hmm. Colorado came online really heavily in 2009. So here we are 10 years later, and, and, and the progression has been incredible. It, it's going a lot faster. Uh, you know, I sold my dispensary in 2011, and we were the, pretty much the first people to sell a dispensary at that point because there was not outside money coming in. Like, it was crazy. It was such a different time now, and now you have this big corporate money and all the, all the public stock stuff, and uh, to watch this progression has been amazing, and to see uh, these new markets, and uh, now we're getting on the East Coast, uh, it's just, Wow. Yeah, I'm actually stoked to uh, visit Massachusetts this summer because they went recreational and just started opening up stores recently. And uh, Boston sucks. Hey, hey, man, don't be so judgmental, bro. They're actually nice people. Mass holes. <laughs> Mass holes. No, dude, uh, that term, I love I love that term because even they kind of joke around with it out there. Oh, totally, man. They dig but it. They I'll eat be it honest, up. dude, when I moved out there, even as a sports fan of other teams and some hated, you know, Raiders, Angels, you know, West Coast teams. Big LeBron James fan to myself. Uh, they weren't too brutal on me, bro. I never got beat up. I guess if I were a Laker fan or a Dodger fan, might have been a little different. But huh. or Yankee fan, oh, definitely would have been. But uh, it, no, Boston. It was uh, the term assholes, like anything else. But I found a lot of really good friends and people out there when I lived out there. So it's kind of a trip because you don't judge a bush, book by its cover. Maybe. I don't know. I have a great joke. I have a great joke for you about Boston. The city of Boston is so stupid, they have to import all their smart people. Well, that's why I moved it. Just kidding. (laughs) Are you from Boston at all? I know you said you're from Colorado. I've never even been to Boston. (laughs) Don't. Do yourself a favor. Trust me. Place... Blows. So you're saying cannabis shouldn't go to Boston? No, no, it should because people you need know to what? be enlightened. <laughs> Hold on. You know what? No, you have to, you know what? They, they did legalize recreational marijuana for that reason alone. It should be. It should be. Uh, is this going to go on the road? Or are you guys going yeah, go to go to several uh, shows? Uh, we're going to be building uh, cannabis throughout the country and, and hopefully internationally. So this awesome. is just version 1.0. Love it. Sweet. Yeah. yeah. Hit all the you know all the major uh, LA obviously and then. Looking at it as the other major cities get legalized, yep. pop up in those. Colorado, and- so the one thing with that, so I left Colorado. It was, it was a really hard thing for me to do. Um, but now the new governor, uh, Jared Polis, so he was uh, on the, what do you call it, the federal level. Okay. And uh, big advocate of cannabis. And now mm-hmm. he is Colorado's governor. Uh, the last governor was not very cannabis friendly, so uh, they're looking at state legislation as far as how to actually create lounges, and uh, it's gonna it's gonna become very open there uh, over the next couple of years. Nice, nice. How do you see this project evolving? So aside from just expansion, so, so this was there's no social experiences like this in the world. So this was just out of my mind and out of a team coming together and getting creative and creating this first version. The whole idea is of being a pop-up, and we get people through here, and we get feedback, and we get artists, and we get community involved, that this thing is going to evolve over time. Like, I don't, this is, 
this is not what it's going to be hopefully even six months from now and this industry moves so fast and so I'm excited about competitors coming into the market. I want everybody to see this because this yeah. is the beginning of the future. Like I'm not, I have no doubt whether cannabisian survives or not. You know, we're the first through the door, so we're the first to get shot. But bottom well, line is the, the coolest, bro. You know, hey, if there's, if yeah, there's yeah. competitors who do something the, right, it's good. Well, I mean, competitors. So Weed Maps uh, and Vice. I'm going to call them out right now. Like I met with them a year ago during MJ Biz, uh, particularly with Weed Maps, JJ. You guys, Mike, you know, uh, we, uh, I, I basically laid out this entire model for them. They were super excited. They wanted to come on board. I shared all this information about what we were doing. The guys went dark on me. A month ago, see an article online. All of a sudden, Vice and Wee Maps are coming out with their own marijuana museum in California, and they're comparing, uh, comparing themselves to us and how they're going to do things differently and betterly, better. And it's like... Why you gotta, say, why I gotta I, bite the style when yeah, it's already like, working out here? Yeah. It's like funny, like I was tracking, you ever, Boomerang, you guys ever want a cool like little tool, like Boomerang tracks emails, mm -hmm. so you can see how many times somebody opens an email. They looked at my email 39 times, but they uh, wouldn't respond to my email. Uh, all, look, look, this guy has a great idea. Look at all this, we're gonna take all yet. this, yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, so, dude, it's like more, it's at this point more power to you, so. I mean, the light bulb apparently was a stolen invention, the radio was a stolen invention. Exactly, so, you know, as so, you go about life, you know, man, you gotta be and careful. And it became better and better and better, and it was, and it's and it's not just one person, it, it is really a community of people, and, and this space, like, I love the social aspects of where this industry can go and that's my passion so mm -hmm. uh, I know there's a lot of other people that are very passionate about it as well and as it becomes more economical makes sense and as regulatory things happen and and these things are allowed like wow we have a whole new segment of entertainment that can that people in the world can now go enjoy mm -hmm. well cannabis to me has always been I liken it to my favorite sport basketball and I always joke like we could it could stop wars if we allow it to, you know, like, and everybody just get along, grab a bong. I mean, seriously, <laughs> seriously it's so corny, everybody but get along. have a nice J. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> if, yeah if everybody bong. could just have good conversation, have a good time, enjoy great food, have good drink, you know, it's what more do we need in life? Why do we always yeah. have to combat each other and fight it's, it? You know, it's, it's amazing, a, man. And, and marijuana, like, it, being stoned is a lot different than people being drunk. It, yeah, it's a lot more. There's peaceful. no aggressiveness. There's uh, no. Yeah, I had one of the other things I own was the world's first marijuana tour company. It's called My 420 Tours. So that's pretty sick, operating. Bro. I want to go on Green Tours right LA. They open. Wait, one is out it there, like like like, yeah. like a wine tasting tour? So but like for cannabis? We, I mean, we were doing about five thousand plus people a month. So I started the 420 friendly hotels where people check in. They got a vaporizer at the front desk and consume in their room. Turn in the vaporizer and literally hundreds of room nights a month. We were doing buds and suds, so you go to brewery, grows, concentrate tours where you're learning about how the extraction's made, you're buying extractions, smoking them. Uh, we had a uh, sushi joint rolling class, so learn how to roll joints, learn how to sushi, amazing, yeah. smoke the joints, eat the sushi, uh, canvas cooking classes, like uh, uh, we had the yeah, wine and weed, uh, the, you know, the, so like, Go to, the, I sold the company. It's still heavily active. But where um, was this at? Was this it's in Colorado? Colorado? Yeah. Okay. And we were living in a gray market. It was interesting dope, because bro. like and Coloradans uh, are adventurous too. Oh yeah. I mean, it was it's that natural it's Paul Bunyan country. Never had a fight on anything. Like nothing but peace Hell and love. Yeah. You had we had like eighty year old grandmas with twenty three year olds smoking pot on the bus together, enjoying yeah. enjoying each other's company. 
you know, you're not going to have that environment in, in an alcohol-driven experience. Mm -hmm. So true, man, because, you know, pe people, I think, you know, they, they'll, they'll say, yes, to some extent, cannabis does maybe lower your guard to, to an extent, but it doesn't completely get rid of your inhibitions. Alcohol, like, completely like, takes your inhibitions, throws them out the door. So, I mean, yeah. it's a completely different type of filter. Like, the the quote-unquote dumb decisions you make when you're high are almost completely due to, like, being clumsy. Totally. Right? right. Like, what do you, like, it's basically, like, like you're kind of sloppy. That that's, that's maybe the extent of it. That's, like, the extreme. Totally. Whereas, like, with alcohol, that's, like, just the beginning. Yep. And, uh, yeah, you know, I it, it's funny you say that, man. Like, uh, environments in which there's, like, a lot of alcohol, like, we think, like, oh, like, this is fun, let's party. In reality, it should be the opposite. You should be like, damn, I hope someone doesn't kill me in this environment. <laughs> and then, like, when you're in, like, a big, hopefully one day just, like, awesome smoke out, like, I guarantee you no one's going to be looking to, like, hurt you <laughs> in that environment. No. They'll just be looking to medicate you further. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Hey, 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 wake back up. Come on, hit this again. One more time. One more time. So oh, you are right. Man. Hit this, man. Yeah. Have some of my wife's brownies. Have the ones without weed in them, though. You clearly. <laughs> Think about the contraptions, the way that people are going to be consuming. It's just like they're going to be creating attractions yeah. about how you're hitting your weed or you're getting stoned. It's just, what I can't well, I mean, even you know, like 10 years ago, before now. I even knew what a dab was, how far we've yeah. come just with that and how much I love concentrates now and really enjoying, like, flavorful live resins and sauces. And 2009, we spit, opened you know. up. There was, nobody was selling that stuff. It was 2010 mm -hmm. before I saw the first concentrates in Colorado in the actual dispensaries. And I remember those guys bringing this stuff out, and they're like, look at this stuff. And, like, you know, it was... And then what it's progressed to is oh, now, yeah. now it's more than 50% of product is sold is, is between concentrate or edibles. And mm -hmm. flour, you know, flour is less than 50% of what's sold. Yeah, yeah. And it's, uh, yeah. I definitely noticed that when I was you know, managing a shop out in California. God, it's especially for patients that have a high tolerance that are coming to their like, flour doesn't even do it for me anymore. You know, let yeah. me get high in Edibles and concentrate. What's, uh, man, because I mean, you've been across different states what do you think of like your favorite grower favorite brands i mean you've probably seen well, way, we certainly have uh, some way endorsements more than i have right? yeah, I got, yeah, yeah, yeah let me hit my endorsements in here yeah, yeah and that's totally uh, fine you, they, they, they the happen to be great crew. yeah yeah we, we love the packs crew, know, so don't even worry about it actually quick shout out to gavin logan you know who you are bud love you man i really hope that that little lobo's doing well and the rest of the packs crew's doing well too those guys are great there's a uh, there's a brand that is growing they're about to hit california they're dear friends of mine from colorado and i swear to god they are the best edible product that i've ever had and, and not just because of what it is but the can america gummies um, oh that they had the large one open there yeah the six it, foot gummy that they have you, there when you guys go to the shop I buy just buy the, the smallest pack of it and just try it mm. it is they come in 10 milligrams they're super tasty organic like the stone is like a, it's one of my favorite clean. products super clean thank you um obviously our boys have, you know leafly is one of our other sponsors in here and they do a really good job with the education and you get a lot of great information on their website so you know definitely recommend going on there and and that's a great place to do research and finding uh the different things that you want to try out yeah i've always loved how leafly structures their website and does like almost like you know chemical equations for the strains you know it's like the gdp oh, yeah. and like yeah yeah, yeah. No, it's awesome bro and it's um 
terpene it's, profiles, yeah. like so the mm -hmm. clear. So we have the clear concentrates in here, and they and some people like them, some people don't. I personally love it, uh, but you know they they infuse terpenes into into their different uh, vaporizers, and so yeah, they uh, actually um, one of the really good we companies, use the Pope Cali Ganja Grinds, yeah. used the clear for their coffees, and it was phenomenal product. It's one of the better edible. Yeah, you know, one of the were they a hitman for had. a minute? Yeah, probably. Yeah, because yeah, um, Ganja Grinds is all over. A great company, by the way. Shout out to Ganja Grinds. Uh, hope you know, to see you guys uh, back. I, I know that they were having a little bit trouble getting a new batch of everything out, but I think they're coming back around this springtime, so it should be interesting. I just had a, a high idea of experience, for experience-wise. It's on my mind. Yeah. And, and about please. the terpenes and, like, aromatherapy. Yep. Like, imagine, like, a, like a spa schvitz, like, like a, like a schvitz. Uh -huh. Right with like just tons of like beautiful cannabis smoke like filtered in like through like through like a vape system that like filters it in through the room like pumps it in like like an like oxygen in a yeah. casino, but obviously not like thick smoke like that nice vapor smoke and like just tons of terpenes in there that are like created for the entourage effect to like make you mellow out a bit. You got it, man. I mean, that would be so taste. cool. Yes. And, then, and then like, you know, have like some, some big dude named Boris like flip you over on a marble slab and like break your back a few times while scrubbing you while you're just inhaling this incredibleness. Yeah, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. Wow. Yeah, man. That, so that, that was the first idea presented on our show. If anyone wants to make that a reality, it's a 10% uh, like finders fee. Hey, for is there us. a place that people could post ideas about like cannabis experiences? Yes, dude. I don't. I mean, I'm sure there probably is out there, but nothing through that's your podcast real. or somewhere that they can actually send you guys an email or. I, it'd, be, it'd be fun to hear what people's ideas. Yeah, are we there. should we should actually open up maybe like a story. Well, there is Instagram like the ideas Reddit because I have like you know feed. like question feed that they do on Instagram now where we could open it up to listeners and you know what do you guys want to see? As a matter of fact, we're just gonna go ahead and do that. Let's let's go yeah. ahead and uh, you know if you want to hit us up on Instagram, go yeah. ahead and, and shout at us can eleven at c a n n a l u v i n at can 11 at us on ig uh, we just got the page itself started about a week ago um you could also follow my personal account at undermine seven at u n d e r m i n d seven and that's uh djsk's personal account and then can 11's link directly to it uh JJ, do you have a, an Instagram, or uh, does uh, does Cannabis have an Instagram you like to plug? We happen, we do. Yes. <laughs> so I found him. Yeah, uh, yeah. We just check us out at, at Cannabis, and uh, we're we're right up on there. Love to see your pictures. We love to see people out there and, and experiencing cannabis all over the world. So please uh, share your photos. Uh, we may reshare. Uh, we may even. You share a photo, we'll give you free tickets to Cannabis. How about that? There you you go, heard guys. it there and, and first, folks. I'll be, I'll be honest, guys. We had a blast today. It's like I kind of want to go back in and just check everything out one more time. Uh, maybe I'll do I mean, everything but, uh, has some meaning. Even like the white rhino exhibit at the beginning was beautiful. Video, great the, uh, message. Great strain. Great. I mean, she, she killed it. She killed the game. She was funny. She was, you know, engaging. She was knowledgeable. So um, hey, come I, on I down, guys. Anybody listening... Come out here, guys. Next time you're in Vegas, it's in Fremont, uh, downtown. Uh, 450 Fremont Street. Yeah, downtown Las Vegas. It's a uh, great experience. And hopefully, you know, when you guys get out there, maybe consumption laws, possibly. Yeah, you know, by, by, the, by the summer, we, we hope. We can't force feed it, but we hope so. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yep. You know, uh, so I think this is a great time to lead into stoners throughout history. 
I know who I want to do just because of the exhibit that we saw today. Um, do you have someone in mind in, in, that, that you want to do I already? I do just because I grabbed a magazine. He's always been you one of my favorite boxers and athletes of all time. So I, I got to say today it's going to be Mike Tyson. Mike Tyson. Mike. Uh, also very uh, – it's perfect that we do him on this show because he's obviously a staple in Vegas uh, who hasn't seen the Hangover movies and his little cameos in those. But Iron Matt, Mike, after retiring from boxing, he's now highly invested in the cannabis industry has his own uh, Tyson Ranch that actually become real popular. I've seen the strains in California recreational stores now. He's doing a bunch of meet and greets at different dispensaries. Uh, he's a great advocate for it in the right way because he uses it for um, bipolar depression, PTSD, uh, a lot of his boxing injuries. Uh, Mike's always been very open about his mental illness and and One abuse of growing up and PTSD yes. stemming from it. He's had he had a rough upbringing, uh, actually in my old neighborhood, Bed Stuy, Brooklyn. Bed Stuy. <laughs> Is that where your stoner from history is coming from, Brooklyn? <laughs> no, no, my my, my stoner in, in history actually has a, a, a place here in Cannabition. JJ, who's who's your stoner in history? So my stoner in history is is a good friend actually, and uh, somebody I've I've known for about ten years now, but Mr. Ed Rosenthal. I don't know if you guys are familiar, but uh, he wrote some of the very first marijuana books about growing. Uh, you know, he's been Sitting a part in a of room right now, actually. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, one of the most incredible men in the world. His wife Jane uh, Rosenthal. They travel all over the world. They educate people. Uh, they were part of you know legalization uh, big time in California. Uh, he was arrested in Oakland and convicted of growing medical marijuana. They rescinded it after they realized that he was actually growing for the city of Oakland. And, uh, and, and I mean, he's just been uh, such an advocate of the industry, he's such a positive force. And, and even at his age, he's just out there just crisscrossing the world, uh, sharing the, the goodness of, of this plant. Yeah, so much better awesome. books from growing for sure. Who you got today, Mo? Uh-oh. Yeah. So, you know, one of one of the, the exhibits that I was most looking forward to was, is it 1971 or 1973 Caprice? Uh, it's Caprice a 73 Sport. Caprice. So, yeah, it's a 73 Caprice Sport uh, with a 454 engine convertible. It's Hunter S. Thompson's yeah. actual car from um, Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. It There's like actual cigarette burns in like the back seat yeah, like, that's they, it's one just the coolest, things like about the coolest <laughs> vibe to it johnny depp you know drove that car from yeah. yeah aspen colorado to california to be a part of the movie in the middle of winter that's in a convertible sick. with yeah. no independent rear suspension and rear wheel drive it's yeah that would have been hell on her yeah well, and yeah, like, probably tons of fun, man. That would have been so cool. It, it always impresses me when an actor really becomes their his role. Or her role, you yeah, know. Yeah. And, and Johnny obviously did that with. They Hunter were very Thompson. close friends. Yeah, it, it, yeah. Dude, he, that's he lived, amazing thing. He, about Johnny it. Yeah. lived had a room in their house mm -hmm. in, in Aspen. So it's like, and to do it justice and not go down, unfortunately, like the oh man, I one of my favorite Heath Ledger's The Joker to not actually become yeah. the role. Yeah. You know? So and that's the scary because some. Some actors have actually done that, and yeah, I mean Johnny Depp is so talented that he was able to just do that to along with me, Hunter S. Thompson, and, and yeah, but and, yeah, and just the uh, you know the mind track and the way that Hunter S. Thompson would write it, it was so 
different from anybody else and it was just so it brought the reader it, yeah. your point of view was his point of view. you know you became the writer himself so it's uh you know that gonzo style of journalism that first person take just beautiful stuff yeah yeah you know, his, his wife uh anita thompson so she uh she still lives up at the owl farm where they lived for several years and you say uh, the owl farm yeah owl farms and uh, and there, she's working on turning it into a retreat, like a writer's retreat that people can actually That's go sick. up there and, and spend a time and weekends up there. Just sunk in place. No, man, they, uh, I'm not going to lie. From time to time, I like going on What about what, when, where, why? Food myself and read and write a bunch, you know, just kind of. I hear you, man. When I go on vacation, I all, the only thing I bring with me is just my Kindle, but I don't have the internet connection. I just want to read, smoke cigars, drink rum, maybe, yeah. maybe watch some nice scenery. A little bit of sports center, bro, of course, you know. And smoke weed. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Well, yeah. it depends what country I'm in. Depends Before, what country I'm in. after when entering. Go, you know, it's funny. Yeah. When I go international, my whole thing is this. When I go international, I, I, I really try to not smoke unless it's, like, offered in a very comfortable God, setting. Being such a bad movie. Because... Is it, is it really bad to say that I take my weed to mexico <laughs> nah, bro just you know just be careful i've bought weed in mexico before careful, dude 40 dollars you know? never got you so much trim oh it's so yeah. gross down there the oh. weed i've gotten down there is just so bad. oh my god Horrible, one time bro. once yeah, well, like, Zarito, you and i being straight garbage oh, you know, bag we're gonna go down there we're not gonna get the best end of the deal regardless no. dude <laughs> they're gonna be yeah we're gonna play this for <laughs> yeah i'm just bringing my own yeah <laughs> well hey guys on that note this has been canna loving live Today's episode recorded live at Cannabition Cannabis Museum on Fremont Street in lovely Las Vegas, Nevada. We're here today with JJ. Uh, where can they see you at again, JJ? Where, they, where can they oh, catch yeah, you on the gram? Oh, yeah, check us out on uh, Instagram, Cannabition. You can also find us on uh, Facebook, Cannabition64. And uh, we look forward to having you guys out. You hear this, give us a call. We've got your free ticket. Hell nice, yeah, nice. you, you heard go, it right guys. there. Straight Send in a picture. JJ's going to give you some love and come visit him out here. Take the tour. It's a lot of fun. Um, very educational, even if you know your marijuana history. And if you don't, then it's even more so. So You're going to be in Vegas anyways. You might as well have a little extra fun and not yeah. blow all that extra money at the craps come tables. Come out here, check them out, check out a dispensary. Get a little lifted beforehand. You know, Make the experience, uh, experience even more enjoyable. And don't but, forget uh, to be lifted afterwards as well. Yep, yep. Well, be- before, after, after during, during. All, all the above, right? Yeah. And hopefully soon, knock on wood, you know, uh, right here where we're sitting. Yeah. And listen, you know, people's voices count. Uh, call your city council members. Let them know that, you know, social consumption is important to you and it's something that uh, should be considered uh, for your county, wherever you may live and uh, or city and uh, it really takes the people to put this together and, and these and we have the ability to pass these laws and these rules but it really it takes the people to say it's actually an important uh, initiative for them yeah exactly let's cut down on the drunk driving incidents let's cut down on the violence let's bring in more cannabis to our society always check us out on IG at can and also the personal line at undermine seven for DJSK. Mo, you got to get that IG rocking. No, no, I just like saying this way too much. My name's Mo, and I don't have social media. <laughs> <laughs> you rebel, you. See you next time, guys. See y'all. Peace. Oh, that was uh, pretty legit. You know,